ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Wednesday, July 6th. It means it's time for The Drive at ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swat. Thanks for tuning in. How you guys holding up today? Pretty hot out there, right? AC is busted here today. And the broadcast plaza here in the Kindred Capital Building, the AC is busted. So we are we are sweating as we bring you this show today. So I hope you are air-conditioned in your car or wherever you're at. And, of course, you can taunt me about you being in the air conditioning. That's fine. I'll take that today. You can do that, you can do that real easy. It's our text line. It's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Also, the phone line will be opened up. It is 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. That's the number to be a part of the program. Of course, you can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. Look, if you've got... If you got the AC and you want to you want to rub that salt in, I'm fine with that. That's good. I'm happy for you, actually. So what we got coming up today? Well, it's Wednesday, so that means we usually have a conversation with Lindsey Webb from the Charleston Dirty Birds. She's basically the director of fun. We call her that. She handles the marketing and media, and so she's going to be with us on the program to talk about what's coming up for the Dirty Birds. So we'll talk to her in the next few minutes, and of course we'll keep. Most of the show open for you. You've got the number. You have the phone line to call in, the text line to drop in. You have social media. You know where I'm at on Twitter. So you know how to get a hold of me. If you don't, again, one more time, 877-420-TALKS, the phone number. The text line is 304-396-TALK, and Twitter is at Paul Swan. We'll get in a little bit more about what's going on in conference realignment. Those conversations continuing. There is a possibility that maybe up to six teams could be leaving the Pac-12 going to the Big 12. There's also conversations that maybe those teams will hold firm for the time being. Oregon may be a bigger player in this. Also, there could be some discussion of maybe a couple of teams from the Pac-12 wanting to get into the Big Ten. Again, Oregon could be a player in this. And then there's more conversation, of course, about Notre Dame. What will Notre Dame do? And honestly, Notre Dame doesn't have to do a thing. Why does Notre Dame have to do anything? If we're expanding the playoff eventually, if the playoff is expanded, then you don't necessarily need that conference tie-in to get into the playoff. And Notre Dame can dictate its own terms as far as getting its own television deal. Now, for the rest of the sports, it's pretty good right now in the ACC. But as far as football is concerned, and that's what really drives this, you know, why does Notre Dame need to do anything? So that's an interesting question there. And then... What happens to the Pac-12 if the Big 12's the successful aggressor here? And does that mean the Mountain West tries to do something? And there's also conversation of maybe the ACC and the Pac-12 sort of doing some sort of alliance. Some mer- Yeah, remember the last time you were in an alliance, the Big Ten just stabbed you in the back? you got to sign that document. It wasn't an alliance until it was signed. But now there's some conversation that the ACC and the Pac-12 could be getting together, maybe a partnership, a loose partnership is the way it's described. There could be an interconference championship game. 
So you could have the SEC play the Big Ten. You could have some sort of championship there. And then you could have the Pac-12 play the ACC, some sort of championship event there. Where does that leave the Big 12? Does the Big 12 go, well, we don't need that anyway? Or you see some sort of partnership between the Big 12 and the Pac-12? I think the Big 12 maybe has to be the aggressor here. Say, look, we're in a much stabler situation than you are. If you want in, here's the offer. If you don't want in, cool. But I think right now, a lot of concern is what happens here? Will the ACC get cherry-picked? And I don't know if that's going to happen, honestly, because we're talking about a loss of grant of rights. And, you know, I don't think we're going to see some courtroom magic like we did with Marshall and Southern Miss and Old Dominion getting out of the Conference USA deal. The price was minimal. It was nominal. We're talking major money here now with these grant of rights and with these contracts. We're also talking about leagues that I would think have better legal structure as far as their agreements and their documents are concerned than Conference USA ever dreamed of. So it's an interesting situation to say the least. So that's where we're at. We'll get your thoughts in. Super conferences, I don't know. I get the idea. You want to have super conferences. It's driven by football. It's driven by money. I already have a pro league that I follow. It's the NFL. It's pro. I love it. It works. College was different to me. It always was different. It's because the pageantry, the tradition, just the things that make college football different. And it wasn't dictated by money, and and now it is, and I get that. And, I mean, look, once upon a time, we would get excited for Oklahoma versus Nebraska. That's not a thing now. It used to be. It's because, again, you had teams that are trying to reshuffle and figure where they fit in the college landscape, and a lot of this is dictated by television. Television is a blessing, and it's also a curse when it comes to college athletics. I mean, the NFL just puts it out there. Here, here's the TV package, how much you want to pay. It's because that's how it operates. Here you have a a loosely organized collection of individual schools and conferences, each looking out for itself conference-wise and institution-wise. I mean, there's no cohesive nature to this. You think UCLA and USC were sitting there going, oh, what happens to Oregon? What happens to Cal? What happens to Washington? What happens there? They weren't thinking that at all. They're thinking, hey, how much money can we get? So that's where we're at. That's why I like the old days of college football a little bit, just a little bit, where it was more fun, a little bit more pageantry, a little bit more of – it made sense. The rivalries were fun because they were rivalries partly by longtime association, geography, things like that. And, of course, now the whole conversation is, well, where can Marshall end up? And that was the conversation last season, thankfully, the Sun Belt, which 
I think could emerge as a strong winner, maybe expand a little bit more as long as the the geography and the footprint and the value makes sense. And I'm not saying bring Western Kentucky and Middle Tennessee right back in. What I'm saying is, if there's an institution or two that you can expand a little bit, you want to be the best of the G5, you want to be the best of the rest, and still keep your new identity, your current identity, your previous identity. There's so many options out there we can talk about. And, of course, this all depends on what happens with future expansion. Does the SEC grow into a 20-league team? I mean, a 20-team league? Does the Big Ten turn into the Big 20? What happens here? We'll leave that for later on the show. I want to talk to Lindsey Webb from the Charleston Dirty Birds. She comes up next. We'll talk a little baseball with her And then we'll get into the ramifications of everything that's going on with college football once again. And, of course, we got some news and notes to talk to you about. We do all of that starting with Lindsay when we continue here on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, that subscription's free. You don't pay for the subscription. It's free to get the podcast. I have to explain that now and then because my dentist thought he had to pay for the podcast. He missed an episode. He's like, I don't want to pay for that, Paul. I'm like, well, you don't have to. You're my dentist. Joining us now on the program, the director of fun. She actually handles marketing, radio, media, all things and all duties assigned. Lindsay Webb's with us. How are you doing? I am doing great. Must be nice. Have You probably have air conditioning, too, don't you? I do have air conditioning, except it is pouring the rain right now. So oh, no. Oh, no. I guess I'm not doing too great. Oh, no, but that'll, that'll go away. The rain will go away, and then we can have baseball tonight at, um, at the old ballpark. So uh, back in action tonight, taking on the Blue Crabs. Uh, do we talk about last night's loss? Do we, do we mention that? Does, does that exist? No. Okay. You know what? No, we're just gonna we're gonna move right on. We're gonna move right on from it. We are addressing tonight's action. We are not addressing last night's action. Uh, the blue crabs uh, of the the Southern Maryland blue crabs. Actually, that makes sense. I like that. That 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 name makes sense. My, Maryland blue crabs, perfect sense. So, my yeah. He- Sorry, what? No, no. Go <laughs> ahead. I, I stopped for you. Go ahead. No, the only thing is. Their, like, slogan motto is get seen. But to me, the crab is the one that gets seen. So, it, you know, I'm always questioning it. Fair enough. It's it's not like it's Charleston Dirty Birds. It's not like it makes sense like that does. <laughs> right. <laughs> See, this is why I like Wednesdays, because I can just have fun with Lindsay. Lindsay can come on and, you know, yeah, it's not this serious. Okay, what what's coming up at the game? All right, great. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, we got a lot of fun still to come, but you get some time off eventually, right? You know, we got. Um, you know, where are we at in the season as far as getting to that that halfway mark and that earned day off you get or two? Yeah. So 
actually yesterday was the very first game of the second half of the season. So, so I missed I missed the I missed the halfway mark. Darn it. <laughs> yeah. So but we're not counting yesterday, you know. Like okay, oh, see, it's we're right. Not, That's we're right. Not counting it. That doesn't count because it so, didn't happen. Exactly. So today, right now, right now is the second half. That was like practice. That was like a, that was like a practice game for the for the birds. Exactly. So back in action tonight. Exactly. Six thirty-five, and then um, it's going to be pretty busy. Of course, Wednesday is always fun because you know, you can make somebody rich with a a winning scratch-off Wednesday. Um, great food options as well. Uh, Thursday, probably want to talk a little bit more about that because it's Dollar Beer Night also. Uh, you've got a couple of neat things that are happening. Always uh, great to to honor first responders, so it's first responder night. And plus, uh, we're going back a ways a little bit to the Charleston Charlies. It's Charlie's Night. Yeah, yeah, so tomorrow is uh, first responders night, and all first responders will get in for free. They get a free ticket when they come to the gate. They just have to show some sort of proof of identification, whether that be their badge, uh, you know, like an ID tag of some sort. Um, so that should be a really good time. We're going to honor them and thank them for their service that, you know, they're out there every single day protecting us and serving us. So we want to give back a little bit to them. Um, so, yeah, that'll be fun. And this is just a really quick, you know, homestand series we just we play them two games we were it was actually really interesting because we just came from southern maryland so in order to make it work out with everyone in the league to have a fourth of july game whether that be on the third or the fourth um we went to southern maryland played two games came back here we're playing two games and then it's an interesting trip but how important is that for the league to do that? Uh, as you mentioned, you know, either you did it on the third or the fourth. Is is that something that is vital to have that specialty date, either a third or a fourth? Yeah, you know, I and I, I think that's something that everyone in the league appreciates is that when they're making the schedule, they they really think about that um, because that is like a really big day for all of us, you know, revenue-wise, enjoyment-wise, fan-wise, entertainment-wise, to be able to come out to the ballpark and celebrate the 4th of July, whether that be on the 3rd or the 4th. Um, so it, it, it's crucial because usually that is, for t- most teams, their biggest game of the year. And, of course, partnered that with everything that was happening in Charleston with the Sternwheel Regatta, and you had a pretty lively, festive atmosphere for several days in Charleston, including some baseball. Yeah, well, we weren't really sure, um, you know, what our crowds were going to look like because of the regatta, because it's been so long since we've had it. You know, everyone was so excited about it. Um, but you know, people came, you know, people still showed up. And I always say if Charleston is winning, we're winning. So there's really no competition there. So we were really excited for how great the regatta did attendance wise. And then also, you know, we still, we still did did really well so it was a win for everyone it was a win for west virginia and a lot of fireworks over the weekend that's the thing oh yeah 
people love fireworks, and there was definitely not a shortage of fireworks here in Charleston. No, you, you could just, like, walk out your door. There's fireworks, and you're not talking about just the the bottle oh, rocket or the uh, Roman candle that the, that the kid next door has. No, we're talking every night something explosive going on. So you've got a pretty big couple of days. As we mentioned with First Responders Night, you can get into the game. It's on the 7th with proof of employment, so bring your badge. And then you got a few days. You come back, and we start things uh, with a – how long of a homestand, really? Uh, we got three games, and uh, then you on the road, and then back and forth. So it's not as if you're going to be home long, but you're not gone long either. Yeah, and I think that that's also interesting with our schedule. It was like at the very beginning of the season, we were so home heavy. Like it felt like we were home the entire first half of the season. And now it's like, oh, we leave for three days, we come back for three days, we leave for three days, we come back for four days. So, yeah, it's really interesting, and it seems like we're playing more of the northern team. Um, So the the guys are going to be on a bus and traveling a distance, a pretty pretty long distance. But, but yeah, we still have games. It's not like we have, like, a giant stretch of no games, which is good. Now, the second half of the season, it's very important because – you're hoping that the teams are playing the best baseball possible, getting everything going in that second half. How do you feel going forward? I mean, we've seen a lot of fun action here at the ballpark, but really if you haven't been out yet to a ball game, it's probably the best time to go now. I mean, not to short sell what has happened in the past, but this is probably the best time to come to the ballpark and see some baseball if you haven't just yet because you're getting to that point now where you feel like you've got a competitive team. You also feel like everything's in place. And, of course, there's some really good promotions still to come. Yeah, so, you know, the second half is always, in my opinion, better than the first half on all aspects of things. So, you know, our team is like, okay, we need to step it up. We're, we're here to win. That's the whole point of us being here. Um, so they're really stepping up their game. You know, our coaching staff, our managers have kind of gotten a feel for who's on the team, who's doing great, who they can add. They've seen other guys in the league. So they, you know, they really, everyone's just kind of in their groove. Um, so I think the baseball side of things really pick up during the second half, like, last it's kind of the same scenario that we're in right now last season the first half we uh weren't you know i think we were also second to last in the first half and then we came back in the second half and ended up making it to the playoffs so it's just really interesting the way that things work and and i'm really looking forward to it and plus we still on the other side of things on the entertainment side we still have so many more promotions going on some of our Best promotions aren't until the middle to end of the season, so it it just never stops, and it's it's just great. What are you most looking forward to? I know fireworks always. Uh, you you can't not like fireworks. So you always have an opportunity there. You know you've got some giveaway items coming up, but what are some of the things you're looking forward to? Maybe fans should start planning a trip now. Yeah, I think one of the things that I'm most excited for is Mothman Night on August 18th. Um, we are wearing specialty jerseys that have the Mothman on them. We're playing as the Mothmen, plural, um, and just kind of like celebrating this like 
creature that is known in West Virginia, and it's something that we've never done before. Um, so I'm really excited about that. I think that'll be really fun. And when we announced it way back, you know, we announced it months ago, it seemed like the fans were really, really excited about it. So I think just the energy in the ballpark that night is going to be really great. We have some really great giveaways, too. Um, some of our best giveaways are in the second half of the season. We have a bunch of hats. We still have a T-shirt to give away. Um, so, yeah, there's just there's just so much more. And I, I honestly can't believe that we're already halfway through the season. That just feels so crazy to me. All I know is of all the pieces of swag that I have asked for, I want some Mothman swag. Uh, that's That's number one on my list right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we did, we're doing specialty jerseys. So the on-field set that the team will be wearing on the field, will auction those off on our Live Source app. So we use an app called Live Source, and all of our specialty jerseys we auction off after the game um, so fans can bid on those. We did a pre-sale for the Mothman jerseys so people were able to purchase those ahead of time. We're also doing some, like, specialty merchandise in the team store that night. So we'll have some T-shirts. I think we're planning on doing some hats as well. So there will definitely not be a shortage of Mothman merchandise to purchase. And I'm hoping that it just goes over so well that it's something that we could continue doing every year because it seems like people really like it and are really excited about it. Okay. I have seen the jerseys. Pretty cool. What do the hats look like? Uh, is it just like the Mothman silhouette? What's, what's it going to look like? Yeah, so like the – the mock-up that I saw, I'm not 100% sure um, what the final production is going to look like because they haven't come in yet. The T-shirts are in. We have seen those. Those are those are really cool. They look pretty similar to the jerseys. Um, but the hat has, like, the font of the Mothman across the front with, like, two red eyes, like, right above it. So they're really cool. And, and I'm hoping that the eeriness of the jerseys on the field that night are – is going to bring some good luck and, you know, maybe scare whoever we're playing that day. Okay. I need that hat. I know it's uh, – it's, I always need something, but I need that hat. I'm just making it known now. I need that hat. And will the Mothman make an appearance? You know what? I, I hope not because <laughs> I'm a little bit scared of him. <laughs> so I'm hoping that with – with this, it's like, oh, I'm celebrating you, so, you know, don't come, don't come. Just, like, look from afar. But, you know, we might have a celebrity appearance, who knows. Okay. I mean, to be honest, if the Mothman shows up, all you need to do is have the Toast Man throw toast at him. That's that's it. That's all you need to do. There we go. That's, you, that's the deterrent. Right. Do you think, that, you think the Mothman could beat the Toast Man in a straight-up fight? I don't know. I think that I think that the Toastman can heckle him and and you know take him down mentally. I think physically, yes. Okay, physically, so physically, yes. Physically, yes. So the Toastman would have to use his superior intellect and toast skills to uh, to save the day. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's going to have to do some uh, opposition research on him before and just to be prepared. Okay. That's a, that's a good question, I think, to end on. Lindsey Webb's joining us. Charleston Dirty Birds, uh, anything you want to touch on before uh, we go? Uh, anything I missed or anything you think that we need to talk about? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think whatever we didn't cover this time, we'll cover next week. I always love chatting with you because I feel like I'm just 
on a phone call with one of my friends, and I forget that we're actually being recorded on the radio. And- See, that's the point. That's the whole point. Thank you for saying that because yeah. I don't want to do boring. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to be boring. I don't want to do boring. I just. Yeah. I mean, because honestly, as I tell people, you know, the sports fans that lose their minds sometimes about everything. Yeah. Losses, uh, administration, everything. You know, they, they get super mad. This is the toy department of life. We're we're in the toy department. Oh yeah, yeah. Sports. It's the toy department. It should be. Now you, you take it seriously. We we should run it professionally. We should handle it handle it professionally. But at the same time, um, we're it's in the business of entertainment and toys. This is the toy department. Right. Oh yeah. And actually, while we have been on this. Uh, phone call, I actually got word that our game tonight has been postponed due to weather, um, and we will play a 5.05 start doubleheader tomorrow. Our dates will open at 4.30, so we'll start the first game of the doubleheader at 5.05. That game will play. We'll play two seven-inning games, and then the next game will start 30 minutes after the first game ends. So, okay. what a way to end it. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking out the window right now, so what I'm seeing is probably heading your way. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a torrential downpour here, and the field is completely flooded as we speak. So we'll just, you know what, we'll pick it up and we'll play tomorrow. And that's the good thing about doubleheaders is it's free baseball because you just buy one ticket and you get all 14 innings. There you go. Lindsay Webb, my guest, the Charleston Dirty Birds. Uh, the rain has just uh, postponed the game, so tomorrow you can get doubleheader action. And, of course, uh, She'll be back with us next week. We'll talk about everything that's happening with the Dirty Birds. Good talking to you again. We'll do it soon. And um, I can't wait to see that. Uh, again, the Mothman hat. I can't wait to see that because the jerseys look pretty eerie. So I like that. Oh, yeah. I'll definitely send it your way as soon as I get a final mock-up of it. Okay. Looking forward to it. Good talking to you, Lindsay. We'll do it again next week. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure as always. We'll talk next week. It's Lindsey Webb from the Dirty Birds. Uh, no game tonight. As you just heard, it got rained out. If you were listening live and you're in the greater Huntington area, you know what I'm talking about. It's outside pouring as we speak, which I'm okay with because our air conditioning is busted here in the building, so it's cooling things down a little bit. So I'm all for that. We'll get your phone calls and texts in. You can do that always at 304-396-TALK. That's the text line. The call-in line is 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. We got more coming up. Stick around. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Continue on with this Wednesday, July 6th edition. Your drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We have the text line open up for you this hour. It is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. A lot to talk about college football expansion, potentially, once again. Where does that put the Sun Belt? There's an interesting article that I read today from the Daily News Record talking about maybe what the Sun Belt could do to expand a little bit and see what happens here. Maybe think about being a, a bigger regionalized network, adding teams in, the ge- geography a little bit more, the footprint, 
to focus on an, a, a, a bigger east, a bigger west. And I like, here's one quote from, um, from the article I was reading. ESPN is not just going to, out of the goodness of their hearts, give additional rights fees to a conference over and above what the contract calls for. With all due respect to the four that came in, they are great fits, but I'm not sure they added much value for ESPN. So, there's a point there. What will expansion do? And that was from Carl Benson, who was the commissioner of the Sun Belt from 2012 to 2019. And his goal, he said, was it was more important to fix the geography than to generate any more money. I think that's good, and you got to keep in mind as well. There has to be value for television if you're depending on television. I mean, you could be the Mid-American Conference. You can play your games on Tuesday nights. We can have Maction. You can be happy with the coalition of schools you have, and you're in pretty good situations. You're not trying to compete to be the national champion. You're not trying to just field the team and go, okay, here you go. You're, you're trying to be competitive, but at the same time, it's like you're a throwback. You're in the Mid-American Conference. You're a throwback to some degree in football. You play football. You celebrate football. You enjoy football. But you're not making any moves to generate more revenue. You're happy with what you've got. And you know, you'll play that off-night game to generate some different revenue because, well, you're a throwback. And you've embraced a little bit of what ESPN offers as well. And I think where the big money plays come in are with the super conferences and what we're going to see soon. Those were the bigger money plays come. So you've got a gap. You've got to fortify your gap. And also, as these members of the Sun Belt that are in now and the new ones are coming in, including Marshall, those schools have got to go out and justify, go out and make really a justification Look at the football being played in the Sun Belt. Hey, look at the attention that the Sun Belt gets. Look at look at the crowds are better than the Sun Belt. Look at the competition that the Sun Belt plays at. Look, oh look, hey, the Sun Belt got an upset win. Look at what's happened here. So I think that you have to be careful. At the same time, you have to be smart about it so you can't just because again you're not going to if you're the Sun Belt you're not going to add teams unless you feel like there's value and you're going to get something out of it you're going to get some more value out of it you're going to improve the geography you're going to improve the TV package you're going to make money you don't want to be put in a situation where you're making less money here because is there a home run is there a team out there right now that you think, okay, that team's got to be in the Sun Belt and ESPN's going to go, oh, hey, that is that is what we need. So where are we going to see? 
where we're going to see the TV contracts here in the next few years. I think it's going to, of course, go towards the power conferences. But this is an opportunity for Marshall. This is an opportunity for the Sun Belt. This is an opportunity to improve the brand. Seriously, improve the brand because let's be quite candid. In this new rearranged order, not too much separating the American from the Sun Belt, from the, the, the WAC, the MAC, the Mountain West, anything. Any previous league in this hemisphere, any current league in this hemisphere. There's nothing truly, there's not that much of a separation here from geography standpoint, the Sun Belt's in a better place. But as everything else goes, and you know, I, I miss the whack, don't you? <laughs> I kind of miss the whack a little bit in, in, its, uh, in its purest form. But the Mountain West, is that where the Pac-12 goes? The Mountain West, is the, I mean, does that make the Pac-12 all of a sudden better to raid the Mountain West? I mean, the American-rated Conference USA, did that make the American all of a sudden better? Didn't. It, it didn't at all. Not really. Did the Big 12 get better? Not really. Did it get stable? Yes. And there's some interesting brands there. Now, if you can get some of those Pac-12 brands to come in, I think you've got yourself a good contender to be relevant. And you got to get this stuff done soon because if I'm a recruit and I'm I'm leaning towards a school in the Pac-12. What's the future look like? That that throws some. That's another reason that's throwing some instability out here, because you don't know what the Pac-12 is going to do. So if I'm a recruit, I'm looking at the situation going on right now, and you know, there's Oregon, and I'm looking at Oregon, but maybe I'm looking at another school, maybe a Big 12 school. I'm in that ge- geography range. I'm in that area. Maybe I'm leaning towards, I don't know. Do conferences really matter? I've heard it both ways. Yes, it matters, and kids don't care. It's like, how how can you help the kid? But at the same time, if you're a big-time college superstar, why is that? One, your talent has taken you to a point where we are talking about you. Or two, you're in an opportunity to shine. And where can you shine? Big time school, right? I mean, let's let's be honest. If you're at a big time school, you have big time opportunities. And for a lot of kids, that's important. Not everyone, but that's important. That's completely important. So on to this, who can the Sun Belt add? Who can the Sun Belt add? And I've seen these names come up. I like East Carolina, but I don't know. I don't know. East Carolina, I think, has aspirations. Would East Carolina try to weasel its way into the ACC? Probably, but um, I don't know. I don't know if East Carolina is, is the is the answer. What about Memphis? I I I I don't know again. If you can get East Carolina and Memphis, you get that as a package deal, okay, I'm 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 on board. I'm sold on that. Um 
UAB is not an option for me. I love UAB. Not an option for me. Not really where I think the league should go. Uh, I would stay away from UTSA. I would stay away from any of the Conference USA leftovers. Any of them. I would stay away from Western Kentucky. I mean, once in the league, there's a lot of bad blood about that still. Middle Tennessee. Does Western Kentucky enhance the brand enough? Does Middle Tennessee? I mean, to, to go for the expansion. Charlotte. You're probably looking at, if you're going to expand, depends on what happens in the, the, the American. What happens in the American? Does East Carolina go, no, we're out of this thing. And do you have a better shot in the Sun Belt to, to move up? And what about Memphis as well? I think Memphis would be an interesting choice. Basketball would be good. Football's gotten better. Memphis would be an interesting choice. But, again, I like what the Sun Belt's got right now. I, I wouldn't rush to this. I would try to establish the Sun Belt as the best brand of the rest. And I would try to establish it as the go-to brand. You know, the P6, I would I would kill that narrative. I would establish you would have a tier 1. Okay, well, you okay, you guys are tier 1, you're spending tier 1 money and there's a lot of good to be played here in tier 2. Maybe you're not spending as much money, but you got some really good talent here as well. And with the Sun Belt, you might have a better brand if you play it right. You also have less of an expense. It doesn't cost as much to be in your league. It's close by. I mean, you're not making the crazy TV money, so you don't you know, have the money to fly around everywhere. So it's it makes more sense travel-wise. And honestly, I think the Sun, Brown, the Sun Belt's a pretty good brand. And I like the direction Marshall's going so far and trying to step up to that perceived jump. And Marshall just is uh, attacking this as if it has jumped. Not a lateral. This is not a lateral move for Marshall. It feels like Marshall is attacking this as we have made a jump. We need to step up. And honestly, imagine where we could be right now if Marshall would have been more proactive and more aggressive and more forward-moving after all of the success of 1AA and then getting into the Mid-American Conference, and instead of, here we are, we've arrived, okay, here's where we're at now, this is where we want to go, let's go. Mediocre football aside. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. All right, we're wrapping it up. The Drive at ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Some news and notes today. Swimming and diving sophomore Paige Banton and freshman Kaylee Payne honored by the College Swimming and Diving Coaches Association. They have made the Scholar All-American team. So they were named to the second team. So congratulations to them. Banton also earned that honor in 2021. That was in the freshman year. Also, basketball. We knew this stuff was coming. And this is some of the stuff I've been talking about, how Marshall has taken that step up, it feels like, trying to reorganize, re 
refocus. So today, women's basketball released the promotion. You've got assistant coaches Jenna Burdett and Rudy Evans. So now they've been named as recruiting coordinators. When we had Christian Spears in here on one of his interviews, he talked about talking with the coaches, talking with this, and identifying who handles this, who handles that, and recruiting came up. Somebody needs to handle that. Can't be the coach handling it all. Who on the staff is the recruiting coordinator? So here you go, women's basketball making that announcement today. So Jenna Burdett and Rudy Evans have been named as recruiting coordinators. So that's where we're going there with the you're going to see more and more of that. Who's going to, depending on the sport, okay, and how many people are on your staff? Who's going to handle the recruiting? And I think it's smart you need that because if you don't have structure to this, I don't think you're going to go far. So that's why I like what Christian's coming in and doing. He's putting some structure. But you're in charge of this. Who takes care of this? Okay, this is now. And, of course, restructuring is some of the departments as well. And we'll see how it goes. And, of course, you know, we're, what are we, 110, 12 days into, into this, give or take? We're not actually tracking that. I'm sure he is. Maybe he's not. So we've been doing this for over 100-some days now. We're just getting started. And Marshall hasn't even been in the Sun Belt more than six days, officially. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be back, not tomorrow, by the way, not tomorrow. I need to point that out. We got a doubleheader of baseball, Reds and the Pirates. That's coming up tomorrow. You can hear both games starting at 1.45 p.m. here on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. I'm here on Friday. We're going to have the play-by-play voice of Coastal Carolina join us on the program. So we'll find out more about the Chanticleers when we continue on Friday. So have a great, great day tomorrow, and I'll talk to you on Friday. Until then, have a great night. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.